This episode was recorded on February 7th, 2021. The topic for today, Q4 and year-end earnings. All right, Johnny, let's start with news of the week. So, Johnny, story of the week is I heard your boss is stepping down. He hasn't acquired us yet. Your your well, the narrative is you're Mr. AWS, Johnny. The narrative is you're Mr. Amazon at the show. So regardless of what company you work for, your your boss was up until now, Jeff Bezos. Of course, the news of this week was that Jeff Bezos, founder and CEO of Amazon, will no longer be the CEO of Amazon. He's stepping down from day-to-day operations and becoming just the executive chairman. He will be replaced by Andy Jassy, who was the head of AWS and definitely a personal protege of Jeff Bezos. From the news I've been reading, it's an interesting reaction compared to that when Tim Cook came into, took over Apple, obviously completely different circumstances, but there was a lot of doubt that Tim Cook could drive it. I've not been picking up on any doubt at all. It's just been like, oh yeah, that makes sense because Jeff Wilkie, the head of the retail, right? The other mini CEO announced his retirement last year, right? So it well, kind of cleared a, the deck to who would be there's a few you know, things. the CEO. I bel- there's a few things because Steve's health was already declining when he stepped down yeah. to my memory. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, so there's, there's that aspect. And then further, no one, I mean, like if you look at where Tim Cook, he was a head of operations and no one really knew who he was. Whereas Jassy is the head of AWS and people know what AWS is and it's Amazon's profit driver. So I think there's, there's a helped, stronger faith build in what that is. He helped build it also. He, it's not like he came later and became a CEO of an existing organization. He was one of the folks that helped actually create it and mm-hmm. built it to what it is today. So, yes. Yeah, he has the track record. He has the the cachet, if you will. He has the, clearly the trust of Jeff. And I think the other key is that Jeff is sticking around. All right. Let's get to our main topic of the week. So, Johnny, it's about that time of year, of which four times a year we do an episode on the earnings of the big four companies and whatever companies that we're interested in in addition. So, Johnny, this year we have, or rather this earnings cycle, we have Apple, we have Amazon, we have Microsoft, we have Google, we have Facebook, we have Alibaba, we have Peloton and PayPal up. Yes, Johnny. I'd say one word, but let's just say it's one sentence. A hundred billion dollars. That's what you're holding the world ransom for unless they give you, unless they, uh, <laughs> unless they bow to Dr. Evil's demands. That's right. That's you right. have to do the finger thing, Johnny, if you're going to say $100 billion. Uh, you see, that's why you're the actor in this uh, co-hosting What's relationship. Johnny wants $100 billion. Hey, which a company's two, like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. Like, wait, if, what? If, if, if two companies can make that each in 12 weeks, I think they can easily hand that over. So I want to kick things off with our, uh, with our favorite phone maker, Johnny. Sure, yes. The, the pioneer or the latecomer, depending on how you look at Apple, 
Yes. So Apple was one of the companies that for the first time it booked over. I was about to say, can you be a latecomer if the market doesn't exist until you get there? Oh, the party don't stop till they walk in, Johnny. There you go. The party don't stop until they walk in. Well, there was also a reference to the fact that sometimes they release features the last, but they do it in a more elegant manner that makes more sense. Again, the party don't start till Apple walks in. There you go. There you go. And in this case, it's cash money. All right. So the forecast for revenue was 103 billion. So Wall Street was already expecting them to to surpass the 100 billion dollar milestone, if you will. Of course, holiday quarter Q4 is always their biggest quarter, and they did. So revenue came in at 111.4 billion dollars. It's up 21 percent. Um, and earnings of $1.68 versus a forecast of 141. Breaking it down by sector, uh, basically the iPhone services, products, and wearables surpassed it, surpassed their uh, forecasted. I think Mac just did slightly under. Uh, but yeah, all their products uh, brought in $95 billion, almost 96. Uh, sales from every product category rose by double digit percentage points. Uh, although, of course, you know, as a reaction to the shares did drop 2% in extended trading. Uh, though this is the interesting part. Tim Cook said that sales would have been more if not Apple store closures, which, you know, mm-hmm. they've been closing and reopening yep. uh, over the time. So it just, just, wow. Okay. So you could have done more than this. So the active install base for all of Apple's products is 1.65 billion, quite a bit. International sales accounted for 64%. Uh, this is something that's interesting. You know, China's been a, a question question mark for 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 Apple in terms of performance. But the Greater China area, which includes Taiwan, Hong Kong, is up fifty seven percent to two hundred one billion dollars. Uh, they have declared a cash dividend of zero point twenty cents per share, and so wrapping up all of twenty twenty, it's just twenty cents per share, Johnny, not zero point twenty cents per share. Oh right, sorry. I was trying to say, I was debating whether I should say 0.205. We got to be specific. Yes. Uh, I mean, that is true. I mean, when you have multiple shares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, all right. All of 2020, Apple has made. Quick question on this. Did they break down at all the desktop versus phone sales? Uh, They they did because they have so products then, versus phone but products okay products doesn't contain wearables uh, right products that's a pretty see, good that, products number actually it's yeah, a pretty big yeah. beat on products I, I think mac if i remember i didn't i didn't cuz anyways different sites had different numbers but mac was about 8.9 8 to 9 billion dollars mhm so Obviously, I ask, of course, still... because one of the in the running for innovation of the year last year, of course, was the M1 chipset. What's now being used to edit and record our podcast is an M1 Mac Mini. So we, we, we are in the frontier of tech, after all. We have to try the latest and greatest. There we go. Or we just have yes. to not have hardware that's six years old. Apple, for the year of 2020, brought in a quarter of a trillion dollars at $274.5 billion dollars. Enough to pay off Dr. Evil's ransom twice. And then still have some leftover to buy some other huge company. To buy the laser, to buy the sharks with the freaking lasers attached to them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, just wrapping up Apple uh, quickly. Forecast. 
they continue to give no official guidance for the upcoming quarter, though Wall Street does expect Apple to deliver 220 million iPhone units in 2021. So, Michael, what do you think? I was going to say, I think we undersold here, which is we said, yeah, it's, it's revenue for the quarter was $111.4 billion. That is the first time Apple has booked over $100 billion in revenue in any quarter ever. So in 2020, in a pandemic, when people can't go to physical stores to buy Apple products, in Q4 holiday season, where people were still couldn't go to physical stores to buy Apple products, it reaches a record number, which shows that it just it's basically nothing's going to stop Apple at this point. Uh you know, there is a reason I started this by saying a hundred billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's good to be in big the, tech. The, the pinky thing. Anyways, so yes. But no, I think even more accountable for that is if you look at its international sales numbers, 64%. So we've talked about this before. China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, greater non-US area is so accountable now for Apple's overall revenues and profits. I mean, all of... I will get to it, but in general, none of big. We tech have has no suffered. bad news for the most part to declare when it comes to earnings for any of these companies. Yes. Yes. All right. right now, should we move on from Apple? To, to, you, should do, you should do Amazon next. Yes, exactly. So Amazon, who was in the news of the week, so Amazon, <clears throat> what I was about to say, uh, looked uh, looked at Apple's a hundred billion dollars in revenue, and said. You know what? That looks cool. It's like, that looks like a thing that, uh, that is nice to do. Why don't we do that as well? And surpass so Am- them. Yeah, yeah. So Amazon booked $125.56 billion in revenue. Its general expectations was somewhere around 120. It is also the first quarter that Amazon has ever booked $100 billion or more in revenue. Or should we say $100 billion in revenue? All right, so it's earnings. Again, at this point, people should just consider whatever earnings projection or EPS projection they have for Amazon. Just know that Amazon's going to crush it. So the expected earnings per share was every, the consensus was $7.23. The actual earnings per shares were $14.09. So at which point I'm like, okay, these iBankers cannot continue to be so wrong so often. Uh, so on this news, I mean, Amazon, I think everyone's gotten an understanding of Amazon's success and just kind of expect it now. So shares actually only went up 1% after hours and it's total market cap right now. is $1.7 trillion. This was as of Friday. So a few bits of notes about it. And as we kind of break down its businesses, so cloud went up to $12.7 billion dollars. Uh, which was up from 9.95 billion. However, did not make the expectations or the consensus of $12.83 billion. That being said, cloud was still a large part of Amazon's operating income. It made about $3.56 billion, which is about up nearly 40% a year over year. And it's still a great deal of Amazon's profit. So other... Uh, sales and revenue sources, ads actually saw great increases uh, year over year. It uh, went up 64% to 
to $7.9 billion in the quarter. Physical sales stores or physical store sales fell 8% as you would expect. And for all of 2020, Amazon recorded $386.1 billion in revenue. Few great notes and announcements it made was that it had a record-breaking holiday season. And Johnny, hold on here. Johnny, did you buy anything for Amazon during the holiday season? No. You, you bought nothing from Amazon during the holiday season? Uh, let me, let me, uh, did you buy anything for anyone during the holiday season or are you just Scrooge McDuck up there? Listen, Michael, I was trying to get your address. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I bought two things in the month of December. Mm -hmm. So Johnny, that means you contributed to Amazon's uh, record holiday season in which they delivered more than a billion products to people all around the world. It goes Santa Claus and then it goes Amazon in the holiday season in terms of delivering toys and, uh, and gifts to people. All right, so that's, uh, that's its record-breaking sales. Oh, and speaking of that holiday season, so Prime Day, which was delayed all the way into Q4 this year, not that they needed it in Q3 because they set records there too, was also the reason for a large resurgence in ad dollars because advertisers basically all got delayed, but they put their money in during the holiday season. Johnny, this is your, your, Mr., your Mr. AWS here. What do you think about the, the behemoth that is Amazon? He's speechless. He's in awe. He's in awe. Either that or the NDAs prevent him from saying anything. That's it. NDAs. Uh, well done. Well done to, to the team. To the team, uh -huh. I'd say. Uh -huh. There uh, we go. No, $386 billion in a year is nothing to sneeze at. My Lord. Oh, is, is 2021, are they going to reach the $500 billion mark for the year uh -huh. revenue? I think that's I think that's a stretch. I don't think you go from three to five in one year. Hey, this is almost four. It's three eighty six. It's well, like I'm going to sure. throw it out there. It's not my it's not my uh, it's not my whiskey bet, but yeah. Uh, uh, no, imp obviously impressive quarter. Uh, the pandemic continues to strengthen big tech. It's like, but Amazon especially strikes me because Amazon's always the company that's investing for the future. Right. That's why they've always were building their their distribution centers, always losing money, well, losing money in the sense of not making a profit because all of it was going to investment. It's like this is a company that was created for this time, literally. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody being home, people needing to order. Yeah. Yeah. They're reaping the, the rewards uh, of all their hard work over the years. That being said, Johnny, and you, and you got Microsoft on yours, so I'll be interested. Yeah, Microsoft and Google, I believe, this this year on yours, so I'll be interested in seeing. But cloud is not growing as fast as as it was originally expected. I know it. I know it just barely missed on the expectations there, but you know, just looking at that revenue growth. And of course, revenue growth is not market growth, but do you see that as an early warning sign in any way? Because as growth has slowed down, definitely. When you grow from 
from one to two, it's easy to look really big, but it's hard when you go from a thousand to a thousand and twenty, right? That, that, obviously, that growth from a percentage uh, point is very different. But the interesting thing is, the overall cloud has been has been growing, and mm-hmm. yet Amazon AWS has maintained that thirty three to thirty four percent of of uh, share, right? Mm-hmm. So, but remember, it is a, still a growing pie, right? The other thing I'll take away from having watched the reInvent conference back in November, but also seeing, for example, we're going to touch on Microsoft soon, is cloud is starting to also encompass or SaaS services are starting to be accounted for as part of a company's cloud, right? We see that mostly with Microsoft, but we also see that with AWS releasing higher level functions, right? It's not just I'm renting servers, I'm have this business problem that will take me a long time to build the capability versus I could just use a managed cloud service, right? One example is instead of me building my, my machine learning models, why don't it's just, just as it's, I can just get just as good performance by using a managed cloud services uh, uh, machine learning model service, right? Just calling an API and getting, you know, um, image recognition, if you will, right? I don't need to build on my end myself. Right. So I think it's a combination. Uh, so in that regard, I think cloud isn't I don't I don't see it as I don't see it as an early warning sign. I think cloud is going to continue to grow. It's just that Amazon already has such a massive footprint. Right. And again, it's still maintaining if it starts going under 30 percent market share, then that would be a concern for, for specifically for AWS. But I think the overall cloud is still growing. It still is very insignificant in the larger world of IT spending, right? Are, we, are, these, are these $100 billion quarters just a, a blip in time or are they a trend of a larger thing? Uh, that's tough to say. I think I'm going to say that they're going to be a, more likely to be a blip. Let me ask you a question maybe, on that. So I I consider us probably at the near the high end of not near the high end but near the most adopted of Amazon users, if you will. We've had our Prime accounts for years and years and years. We buy a lot of things on Amazon to the point of which there's not that much we don't buy on Amazon. Outside of the grocery side, I could see, which is growing still for them. I don't think our, did our usage significantly increase? I, I don't, I'm trying to think if my usage of Amazon really increased over this lockdown period outside of, you know, getting lockdown stuff set up. Not really. Um, uh, yeah, again, not for me. I don't use them for groceries. I do go to Whole Foods. So I started going more to Whole Foods. And that being part of Amazon, I could count that, but not really in terms of ordering the same stuff that I would have ordered from before I do. I'm also in this unique kind of unique place called Vancouver, British Columbia, right? So Amazon Canada is slightly different than Amazon.com, the US site where Mm -hmm. some things are so much more prohibitively expensive that it sometimes just doesn't make sense. So you might mm-hmm. go look for elsewhere, right? Versus if I was in the States, maybe I think I would have continued to actually buy more things than I currently do from, uh, from Amazon. 
No, that's a that's a good point. I was just thinking if like we consider ourselves to be that the kind of the super user or the power user. I wonder how many people have been converted over during this time period to our usage because I don't think we had much higher to go. But in getting here, I don't necessarily think my behavior will ever really change or churn from Prime anymore because it can't, Prime used to be the fast shipping and the free deals or the cheaper products. I don't even price search anymore when I look at things. So I do wonder if for the people who have reached power user status through this pandemic, does the stickiness of Amazon make it so they, they're now one of us, if you will, Amazon power yeah. users and they're never going back. Alrighty then. So Johnny, what's next? What's our next company? All right, Google. Google had revenues of $56.90 billion uh, against a forecast of 53 and 13 uh, billion dollars. It's up 21, 23%, depending on who you ask year over year. Uh, in terms of earnings, wow. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely um, going way past uh, the, the forecast. All right. So the analysts. Words looking at the these professionals. The prof- <laughs> I just don't know what to say to this. The professionals. The analysts. It's like the I, he's just, like, I've run, out, I've run out of, I've run out of Synonyms. good words. I've run out of adjectives. The, the people that know more than us in this profession that is uh, predicting what these companies make predicted that Google would have an earnings per share of $15.57. Very respectable. Uh, Very good. Yes, yes. Google blew that out of the water and came back with $22.30. Yep. Again, these, these iBankers clearly don't know what they're talking about, Johnny. No, no. Um, so, so, Michael, you're, you're going to be happy about this. Uh, or maybe you might be a bit more easy on them, but br- breaking it down by by sector, uh, at least the, the interesting ones. Google Cloud came in at three point eight three billion dollars versus an estimated three point eighty. This mm-hmm. is the, the this is for the first time uh, Google is breaking out their specific Google Cloud. Yep. Uh, numbers. Yep. YouTube. We announced this at the last earnings call. Yes, we did. YouTube, six point nine billion dollars. From a, against an estimated 6.22 billion, up 46% year over year. I know at some point they were making 4 billion and uh, Michael was chastising them. But I was like, uh, no, you gotta do better. I'm like, I need these. Well, they numbers. heard you. I they need these you. numbers to go up. I was like, we can't, we can't keep, we can't keep being like this. We have to make more money. YouTube, go. Have you have you shared our podcast with some Googlers, Michael, or some YouTubers? Because they heard you loud and clear. Oh yes. oh, yes. I'm uh, just like, stop disappointing me. So the, the, the explanation has been that YouTube and search drove a strong Q4 performance. Uh, Shorts, the new TikTok competitor uh, that is from YouTube, uh, uh, is getting is 3.5. Only? I still have no idea where that feature is on my YouTube. I have no idea, but apparently it's getting 3.5 billion daily views. Uh, over the course of 2020, half a million YouTube channels had live streamed. Pretty interesting. Um, so basically, the, the thing that ties Amazon and Google together that I was referring to earlier is that one of the reasons it's doing well with YouTube and search driving strong Q4 performance is that its core advertising business has rebounded right after mm-hmm. ha- suffering from a big slowdown in Q2 and leading to uh, Google's first year-over-year you know, drop in revenue. 
Um, Google also boasted, another interesting fact, that it reaches more 18 to 49 year olds than all of linear TV networks combined. Not all good news. GCP is still not profitable. It lost $1.24 billion in Q4, $5.6 billion overall in 2020. The other interesting thing is uh, when we were talking about uh, Amazon, so Amazon, you said it's Is that cloud. GCP, by the way, or is that all of Google Cloud? I thought they weren't breaking off GCP specifically report, uh, numbers. Yeah, so so their Google Cloud component is their GCP plus their workspace, Google right. workspace, which their G Drive. So it's it's kind of hard to... That's what the thing with them and Microsoft. It's yeah. hard to compare apples to apples. But yeah, I, I would say this. Specifically, they were announcing cloud as a full sector and not breaking out individual components of it. Correct. Right. Uh, so, so that's Google Cloud is still not profitable. It lost $1.24 billion. Yes, correct. Not GCP. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. So, not GCP, but Google Cloud, which includes GCP yeah. and I mean, Google Workspaces. GCP is, which probably like the, drive. GCP is probably the lost, uh, what's it, it called? Is. The lost it loser is. there. So, but uh, even though it's not an Apple to Apple comparison, I thought this was interesting. So, Amazon, AWS brought in $12.7 billion, which was, you know, below expectations that we just covered. But Google's entire Google Cloud brought in $13 billion over the entire year. So what Amazon brings in in a in in a quarter, Google is bringing in in a year as of right now. That's the best way to I guess compare them. But you know, post post the results, obviously the again driven by the strong advertising business rebounding, uh, share, shares surged uh, up seven point three percent, and revenue for all of twenty twenty was one hundred and eighty one point six nine billion dollars. They, they chump change. That's 200. They have to say, break yeah. that 200 mil, billion uh, mark. Yeah, they're not even at 200 billion. Yeah. What a what a disappointment. <laughs> you know what would You know what would yeah. You know what would have made them cross that 200 billion if YouTube hold their weight. All right. <laughs> so, Michael, for senior or lead product manager of YouTube. There we go. He's angling for. There we go. No, he's going to double that seven billion to fourteen billion. Head of monetization. Not know what hit them. Exactly. You, you think needs, you have? Who needs resumes when you have a podcast to brag about what you can do for these businesses? You think you have ads now on YouTube? Just wait. Just wait. It's like we have the eighteen to tw- we have the eighteen to forty nine year old demo now. They're not going anywhere. It's like I know. It's like you know how long commercials are in terrestrial TV. That's how long you're going to be now. 30 second clip, you're going to get two minutes full of ads. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's like, I'm just going to be like, show, I'm just going to go to advertisers and be like, show me the money. All right. So let's move Thoughts, from Michael. Google. Any I was thought, just going to say, let, I, I'm going to actually, I'm just going to, I'm actually going to go to the next company real quick because it's related to my whiskey bet. What's so every time we talk Google, we got to talk now Alibaba, because of course my whiskey bet is that Alibaba cloud is going to exceed beyond Google cloud. Okay. So Alibaba, so, of course, also lovely. report earnings. Okay. And they made $33.88 billion uh, is versus a 33.49 expected, and it's up 37% year over year. Its active customer base in, the, in its China retail market was about 779 million people, which is up 
22 million. Its mobile active users for every single month was about 902 million. It's reaching, it's, it's reaching WhatsApp and Instagram numbers, which is scary. Uh, because because I'll, I'll, I'll get to it in my takeaways later, but these numbers are scary because it's a retail store. It's a it's physical e-commerce or sorry, it's e-commerce, except it has like social media numbers. So its income from different operations was up uh, 24% to $7.5 billion. Its EBITDA was 10 billion, up 22%. And for its net cash flows, it was $15, uh, sorry, $15, $15 billion net cash and gap-free cash flow was $14.7 billion. So talking about the whiskey bet now, Alibaba's cloud revenue grew 50% year over year and it reached positive adjusted EBITDA for the first time and it made $2 billion in last quarter. So Johnny, what was what was Google's cloud again? Uh, 3.83. So it's getting close, Johnny. It's getting it's just it's getting close. I'm just trying uh, to see. Oh yeah, so Alibaba Cloud was founded in two uh, in 2009, mm-hmm. and Google Cloud was founded in 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one year. Yep, yep they're they're getting close. Uh, for its other industries and services, so Tmall grew 19 percent. And Singles Day, so we're just talking about, of course, Prime Day with uh, with Google. But Singles Day in that singles period, if you will, generated over $74.1 billion in transactions in the 11 days around 11-11. So, like, that's the equivalent, if you think about of our holiday season. Christmas is... Wait. Yes? They, they brought in... Uh, transactions. That, 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 much in, that much in transactions, Johnny. Wow. Yeah, so hey, oh, it gets uh, it gets even more. So if you want to talk about it, that's just the number of that's the dollar value of transactions. John, you'll like this as a cloud infra person. So during the peak of Singles Day, it was handling five hundred eighty-three thousand orders per second at the peak. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnny, can uh, can your cloud infrastructure handle five hundred eighty-three thousand orders per second? Uh, due to the India sign, I cannot reveal the I max see. peak that I we see. are we have achieved. <laughs> okay, but um, you know, applause to this. Applause to this. They're getting yes. there. They're getting there. But yes, there we go. And a few other things of note: its Southeast Asia platform, uh, Lazada, actually grew over hundred percent. Or I didn't even say how much it grew in their earnings report. It just said triple digit growth. So I just put it as at least 100% year over year growth. So there's plenty of growth areas over in over in Alibaba. So they did also, of course, announce that uh, they did receive a notice of investigation from the Chinese government for a uh, what's it called on an on an antitrust legislation, and they are going to look into and cooperate with the Chinese government in that, uh, in that analysis or in that investigation. And they also briefly talked about the ant financial situation, but they really didn't get into any details about it outside of the fact that, hey, a lot of things changed, therefore we had to pull the IPO. But yes, Johnny, the, the force from the East, Alibaba, is, what's it called? It's, uh, it's rising. Wow, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, growth for a company that's essentially already a behemoth. Mm-hmm. All right, so Johnny, 
That is Alibaba. Shall we now move on to the, what's it called? The plus one more, the oft forgotten of the, of the mega powers of Microsoft. Yes. Oh, Microsoft. All right. Adela's company. Revenue, $43.08 billion dollars. Uh, against a forecast of 40.18 billion, up 17% year over year. Okay, well, it almost doubled earnings per share. Um, it was forecast to, to, to bring in $1.64. Uh, it brought in $2.03. Net income at $15.5 billion, up 33%. Definitely raking in the dough. Um, but like we established, there are levels to this. Yep. And Microsoft is, uh, well, we'll get to the final numbers, but yeah. Revenue by sector. Uh, I, love its, uh, I love its names. It has Intelligent Cloud, mm -hmm. which uh, contains Azure server products and so on. Uh, is, it was at 14.6 billion, up 23%. Next, productivity and business processes is a segment, uh, which involves teams, which we know has grown rapidly over the past year. Office 365, LinkedIn, Dynamics. That brought in 13.4 billion, up 13%. And finally, if that wasn't personal enough yet, because teams seeing each other is not personal enough, they have a more personal computing segment, which more involves personal, Windows. Yes, more personal, more personal than video chat. What's it called? It just it, just, it cuts to the, it cuts deep. It just starts talking about uh, what's it called? It just starts talking about how you're a disappointment. Yeah, to uh, to yourself and your childhood and your childhood dreams, uh -huh, uh -huh. it gets real personal. Which surprisingly includes Windows. Yeah, Windows is a very personal affair. Search, Xbox, and Surface. So that segment brought in fifteen point one billion, up fourteen percent. Uh, it did say that about uh, forty. There's about forty-seven point five million subscribers to his Microsoft three sixty-five consumer product. Um, Xbox, remember they released the Xbox Series X upon Series X upon Series X? Along I don't with remember S, because I was, can't get one. Yeah, no, there you go. And then the Series X, which doesn't favorably even compare to the current models, uh, kind of. Xbox revenue was up 40% due to an 86% surge in gaming hardware revenue following, of course, the release of their two. Uh, you remember when they just used to release one new console? Now they have two and they have to confuse you. Yeah, you want have to, to get all the you want to have the best experience. You have to get all the revenue, Johnny. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's like you can't. I guess this makes like, sense. Now there's multiple yeah, you can't iPhones. Afford a $600 device, get a $400 device. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And the game still costs you like 80 bucks. Yep. And, right. and, the, and the Xbox Live subscription fee. Let's not forget that. Right. Uh, you know, this, this, this earnings call or season is really a, a set of firsts. So for the so revenue for the Surface hardware line topped two billion dollars for the first time. Uh, Azure cloud revenue growth at fifty percent, even though they don't actually uh, say exactly what it was. And the quarterly revenue guidance that, that Microsoft provided exceeded analysts' expectations. And so as a result, shares actually rose six percent and exceeded trading post earnings report. And finally, for the full twenty twenty revenue. Microsoft comfortably sits at 143 billion. Ah, the, yeah. One quarter of one quarter of uh, just a single quarter of Amazon. Got it. 
Yes, yes. Uh, forecast, forecast. They expect about 40.35 to 41.25 revenue, billion revenue. Um, not, not $40, obviously, uh, for the upcoming quarter. And uh, um, their CFO, Amy Hood, she said that they expect double-digit revenue growth until June 30, which is their full fiscal year. So, Michael, thoughts? Thoughts? Yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft continues to be there. It's... It's, it's the, at this point, Microsoft, it's, it's the adult in the room. It's just It's gone through all of its major changes. Has Satya over there just running the show. They're not saying anything controversial. They're releasing, you know, crappy game consoles again. And, well, they're just, they're just there at this point. Well, Michael, back to you. So coming next, next. Next, we will talk about a company that is... Yeah, I, what would you say? Would you say that it's in the Microsoft level or less than the Microsoft level? It's not quite there yet. Uh, it's not quite there in terms of earnings, but it's definitely there in terms of notoriety. So we'll talk oh. about Facebook now. Okay, yes. So Facebook had an earnings per share of $3.88, beating expectations of about 3.22. So revenue was $28 billion in Q4, up from an expectation of 26 its daily active users on the Facebook platform was 1.84 billion, as opposed to 1.83, which is a forecast. It's monthly being 2.8 billion versus a 2.76, all pretty close. Uh, its annual revenue per user is $10.14. That's how much Facebook earns off of each one of uh, us on average. And that is opposed to about a $9.49 expectations. It's actually a three-year high for revenue per user, if not an all-time high. So uh, other interesting areas, the other category of Facebook revenue actually went up 156%. The other includes Oculus and shopping platforms, as a, well as a few other services. So for total revenue in 2020, Facebook made $83 billion, which is up 22% since 2019. Some interesting numbers and figures for Facebook, US and Canada users dropped a million users daily uh, in Q4 compared to Q3 as the nation start to open up. And it's the second quarter in a row which there's a drop in this population. Europe actually conversely grew 308 million daily active users no, after two. three quarter. They didn't grow by 308, right? Yeah, it's just two, so sorry, yes. This is, Europe grew to 308 million uh, daily active users after three quarters of being stuck at a measly 305 million active users a day. And for its full Facebook family accounting of Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, they say that Facebook now has 3.3 billion monthly active users as a corporate entity. So for a few announcements that they made, uh, they're going to change how they handle political content was a big announcement out of, out of this earnings report. So one is they're gonna reduce the amount of political news that you show up on your feed and they will stop recommending political groups of any kind. So converse, uh, what's it called? So they also talked about the growth of their commerce platform, but they also warned that, hey, this may actually be a headwind uh, to add revenue growth as they invest more in the shopping platform. And they also called out very specifically, as has been the case now for several months, Apple's policy and privacy changes and that they believe will start to impact their advertising revenues as 
early as late Q1. And they're now calling out that they now see Apple as one of its biggest competitors. So speaking about, speaking of someone who uses social media to get people to know more about what he's doing, Johnny, why don't we go to Elon Musk's company? Tesla, revenue, $10.74 billion against a forecast of $10.4 billion. So clearly doing well, more than expected. Earnings, it brought in 80 cents per share versus a forecast of a dollar and three cents per share. Looking at it by sector, this one also has some pretty interesting sectors. Automotive brought in $9.31 billion. So that's, you know, obviously they're, they're, they are a car company or a one part car company. So they do sell auto, uh, auto <coughs> energy. Next, next section, energy generation and storage brought in $752 million. It's quite a lot. Uh, it's quite a lot. That's, the, that's their power wall and solar panels, right? Yep, exactly. Exactly. The other one that did almost as well is their services and other, which involves Tesla merchandise, including their tequila. Michael, have you bought their tequila yet? Also, doesn't services include their self-driving? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. So they have tequila. They have apparel. Michael, we got to get our Tesla shirts. We got to wrap. And and finally, essential vehicle accessories like car chargers. Um, I was going to say, because I don't think they're selling $678 million worth of tequila. Not yet. Not I'd yet. be surprised if anyone is selling $678 million worth of tequila in the world. Tesla Kila is what they were trying to go for, but it didn't work. Um, all right. So other other quick facts about it. Positive cash flow for 2020 at $2.79 billion, which literally doubles its 2019 figure of $1.08 billion. Uh, it produced 509,737 vehicles. However, it only delivered 499 and 550,000 vehicles, just slightly short of the 500,000 that they were planning on aiming for. Uh, the other interesting change that they're doing, which you just kind of mentioned, is that their premium driver assistant software called Full Self-Driving Option will be made available mm-hmm. on a subscription basis moving forward. Lovely. So I'll pay every month for my car to work. Yes. There you go. I mean, that's I mean, basically considering- where we're headed, right? Considering that's what people do anyways with oil change services and other stuff, you are paying every month for your car to work. Exactly, exactly. But now you're going to pay it uh, every month so it can assist you, assist you, Michael. All those Whenever we revisit Tesla, we should talk about the psychology of a monthly payment versus how people think about leases versus people how they think about car maintenance and gas. Right, right. that's true. Um, but overall, it missed analyst estimates on earnings. However, it was a historic year. It was its first full year of profitability. You know that thing yes. called making money? There yep. it's able and to now achieve. it is officially into S&P 500. Yes. Um, and so revenue from selling regulatory tax credits to other automakers grew to $2.24 billion, which is one-fifth of overall revenues. So quite, quite a significant chunk. Um, and of course, however, you know, shares were down 5% after hours, but I mean, where else were they going to go? They're already up like, well, how much? 600% over the course of last year. And then for all of 2020, Tesla made $31.53 billion in revenue. Um, moving on to forecast, it has provided no 2021 guidance for its automotive production, but it is said that 
over a multi-year timeline, it expects to achieve 50% average annual growth in vehicle deliveries. Uh, it's expected to begin producing its newest model, the crossover SUV Model Y, at new plants in Austin, Texas and Brandenburg, Germany this year. Uh, it will incorporate its own new tabless battery cell that it unveiled last September that apparently the stock didn't get excited for, but all the engineers were, wow, can the stock keep going higher? Well, I think this How high business, can you go? How high can you go? I think and there's certainly more money for this company to make. And with the subscription business still there growing, energy generation growing, yeah, I could see the stock going even higher. I think over the long term, obviously, it's going to go higher. It's just, I think it's accounting for something way too forward in the future. But that is sure. Tesla. Living sure, in the future. Again, as, but as we've seen, people will, we, people we, will drive a stock up for no good reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So can you imagine, actually, no, GameStop was perfect because it was cheap enough. But could you imagine if the next thing people try to drive up is like, let's illegally try to drive up Tesla stock? I think that couldn't happen just because of the price of a Tesla. How many people are going to afford Tesla as it stands right now? Uh, fractional shares. But even still, you're right. Because you can't buy enough of Tesla. Yeah, to make a move on. But I think some would argue that the, the what's it called? The people the people trying to manipulate Tesla stocks named Elon Musk. Right, right. Uh, yes. But in general, Johnny, for all of these different earnings, what do you think? Business is good. Business is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And final question that we keep asking now with all of these earnings, is this sustainable? Like I said, I've only thrown my hand into PayPal's not, uh, sorry, not PayPal, Peloton's not sustainable. Though perhaps, no, maybe this year it'll be fine. I think these companies will continue to grow. I think the question more for me is, I don't think the, the growth is going to be as explosive as we've seen, especially Q4, right? Um, if we, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, I think as Amazon is predicting another $100 billion quarter for Q1, if they pull that off, then clearly something's there. But uh, so I will say in the short term, we might continue to see this level of growth because, again, people are still at home for the foreseeable future for the most part. But long term, I think growth will slow down. I don't think this is sustainable at this. This rate of growth is not sustainable, I should say. But these companies will continue to grow. It's rather who has suffered in tech is the real question you should be answering. Well, as we've mentioned with the layoffs, a lot of people are suffering. Oh, yeah. In terms. Yes, of course. Of course. Startups. But yes. All right, then, Johnny. So that is the Q4 earnings and 2020. A year to remember, certainly. Or a year not to, depending on what your perspective is. A year you can't forget, rather. But yes. But a year where certainly tech has established itself, if it hadn't already, of being the, the large growth sector of the world. Alrighty then. So with that being said, you've been listening to another episode of the Silicon Trail podcast. Have a wonderful week and stay safe out there.